going, keep going. That looks good. All right, let's put one of these off. This rando. Ah, oh, that's nice. Pastor Chuck Christmas Fund. That's, that's so awesome. All right, hey, happy holidays, Merry Christmas seasons, greetings. Ah, just the season. It's uh, looking a lot like Christmas here at Messiah and everywhere you go. Tis the season, and uh, we are taking it all in by taking a look at some of the traditions surrounding this most wonderful time of the year. And this morning, our Christmas tradition is going to take us somewhere special. Uh, we are not going caroling, we're not going sledding, we're not building a snowman as if we could. Uh, no, today's journey will take us where only the brave dare to go. Uh, that's right, we're going to the mall. I recall a time, actually, uh, it was a long, long time ago, my wife and I, we took our kids to the mall to visit Santa. No, not the real Santa. This was uh, a visit to one of Santa's helpers, right? He looked a lot like Santa, though. He was dressed in red, he was uh, sporting a white beard, and he seemed jolly enough. Ah, but looks can be deceiving. He asked my kids what they wanted for Christmas, and, you know, when they were all done with that, I, I kind of leaned in, and I, I whispered in his ear, and I said, is there anything you want for Christmas, big guy? And he kind of looked at me, you know, puzzled and all that, and he, and he grumbled out this. He said, what I want, you can't give me because this world is so wicked. Awkward. Right? I thought he was going to say something like, oh, lots of snow or extra milk and cookies, you know? Not so much. And so I kind of pulled my kids off his lap and uh, <laughs> I steered them toward the train ride, which was right next door. But I wanted to go back and tell him, you know, you smell like beef and cheese. I didn't. I didn't. I thought that would not be the pastor move, right? That's not the pastor response. And beside that, I get it. Even Santa's helpers can get a little gloomy at this time of the year. Tis the season. Ah, but there is a proper comeback, and it's Mary's response. Luke's gospel records in the first chapter that in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth a town in Galilee, to a virgin, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who is said to be barren, is in her sixth month. 
for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Now this is God's word. God chose a young woman named Mary to be the mother of his one and only son. What an honor. What a blessing. What a complete and utter shock. Imagine it one day. A young peasant girl is doing her chores and whatnot. Shocking, I know, a 15-year-old doing chores. She is engaged to be married. Another surprise. Seems way too young in our day and age. And Mary is doing her thing, and she's thinking about Joseph and wedding plans and dreaming about how it's all going to work out. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, God sent an unmistakable message to Mary, delivered by the angel Gabriel, no less, with startling news. He tells her of God's great plan, that she would conceive a son, that his name will be Jesus, that he's going to be great. He will be called Son of the Most High. But how? Uh, how can a virgin have a baby? Uh, no offense, but this is a physical impossibility. How will this be, she asks. Ah, says Gabriel, the Holy Spirit will come upon you Nothing is impossible with God. Just take that in right there. Nothing is impossible with God. It is not impossible for a virgin to give birth. It is not impossible for old cousin Elizabeth to be with child. It is not impossible for God to come in the flesh. Nothing is impossible with God. And then we get to that beautiful verse, this most amazing response, verse 38, that faithful reply. I am the Lord's servant. Take that in. I want to breeze by this. If we could say that, no matter what, you, me, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Oh, wow, what trust. And that, this is the most difficult thing to do even or perhaps especially during this time of year. That trust is hard to come by, writes Pastor Wayne Palmer, especially during this time of year. December can get pretty gloomy. The sun sets earlier each day and the darkness stretches longer each night. And all that darkness can play with our minds, giving us a depressed hopeless feeling like we're locked in a dungeon. The problems we experience in our lives can do the same. 
many of us live paycheck to paycheck, and having to figure out how to add Christmas presents and a trip back home without sinking the ship is no small feat. Maybe you face a marriage or a close friendship that is on the rocks, and, and you know that anything you say can and will be used against you. Perhaps your health is getting worse without any end in sight. Maybe you struggle against a guilty conscience that won't let you rest. Or maybe you're drowning in grief from a loved one's death. Christmas brings all that back. Wherever you are, God is with you. That's the amazing thing about Christmas, that God enters in. He didn't run away from our problems. He, he comes to us. He is with us. And in this season, he wants us to know and remember his promise and his presence. Gabriel told Mary to give him the name Jesus, which means God saves. That's what his name means. He will save his people from their sins. Give him the name Jesus, he saves. Now, Joseph received a similar message in a dream. Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said to the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they're going to call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. A name. It's a marvelous thing. It's an important thing. Jesus he saves. Emmanuel, God with us. The name Jesus is all about his promise. The name Emmanuel is all about his presence. Uh, this is something you can count on, that no matter what, uh, Jesus has promised to take away your sins. This is something you can count on, no matter where, that Emmanuel is present. He is with you. You see, in baptism, the Holy Spirit has come upon you in the water, in the Word. A great promise was made to you. Remember, all you who are baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. That means your sins died with Christ. We were buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too may live a new life. And if we've been united with him in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Past, present, future sins forgiven. Salvation, eternal life. That's quite a promise. He saves, and he is with you. He's so very present in his word, in this place. 
in the friendship of Christian friends, in his Lord's Supper, his promise that he is present, his very own body and his blood truly present in, with, and under the bread and the wine. He is with you no matter what. He is with you in your joy, in your pain, your hardship, your celebration. He is with you no matter what. He is with you no matter where, even at the mall. Story I'm going to share with you is one I just love to tell. I've told it before. In fact, I tell this story every seven years. My 21st year, do the math, third time telling it. But I will say, like the mall itself, it is a little dated. <laughs> but tis the season. An acquaintance of mine, a friend of a friend, his name is Tim Weisman, he wrote this. And it's called Sitting on His Lap in the Middle of the Mall. In those days, the calendar issued a decree that all the world should be taxed. And so we all went to the mall for a taxing day of Christmas shopping. And our family also went up to the mall because we belonged to the credit line of MasterCard. I went there to shop with my spouse, uh, being great with children, three of them to be precise, and she is great with them. And so it was that while we were there, the hours were accomplished that presents should be purchased. And we bought forth our first present, had it gift wrapped, and placed it in my hand because there was no room for it in the stroller. And there were in the middle of the mall parents abiding in line, keeping watch over their children with might. And lo, the attraction caught their eyes, and the excitement of sitting on his lap shone all over their faces. And I was sore afraid. Mm, my wife, she said unto me, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. The line's not too long. Not too long, I protested. The sign reads only a three-day wait from this point. That's three hours, honey, hours. You should have seen it last year, my wife responded calmly. And suddenly there was with my wife a multitude, okay, there were three, angelic faces crying and shouting with glee, please, please, daddy, please. <laughs> and it came to pass, as the little angels quieted down, that I reluctantly said, okay, let's go and stand in line and see this one who bids us come. The three hours actually went by faster than I thought they would. It seemed more like two hours, 48 minutes. My wife passed the time shopping while I waited with the children. The children passed the time asking me questions like, how much longer, Dad? Are we almost to the front of the line? Are you going to sit on his lap? And I was able to conquer all three questions with one answer, no. Uh, the children continued to ask their questions and plan what they would say when they got to the front of the line. The couple in front of us argued over what china they would use when their family came for Christmas dinner. My body was standing in line, but my mind was elsewhere. Shivers went up and down my spine as visions of Christmas bills danced in my head. Mentally, I reviewed the honeydew list I received as an early Christmas present uh, back in May. <laughs> I'd better be checking it twice. Being impatient, I yelled, no, 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 again and again at my children. 
My anger brewed at the thought of my wife shopping while I was stuck waiting in line. I know I said she could go, but I didn't think she'd take me up on it. <laughs> I thought about my busy schedule and the little time I had to accomplish it all, and I, I worried about what china pattern the people in front of me would choose for Aunt Nellie. And, and I stewed and I brewed and I stood with a pout as my nerves grew tout and then my world, which is growing complex, was suddenly shattered by a voice calling, next. It was our turn. I quickly tucked in shirts and brushed three tousled heads of hair. I wiped the chocolate off the littlest face and Hey, where do we get chocolate? Where'd chocolate come from? We didn't have any chocolate. Well, there was no time to play detective now. We were next. The crowd was growing impatient. Where is he, Dad? I don't see him, the children chimed in. He's right through that door, replied a helpful, angelic voice. Go in now, he will see you. Heading toward the door in true Scroogean style, I mumbled and I grumbled about the time we had wasted. I mocked the people falling all over themselves just to get a chance to sit on his lap. As the door opened, the children let go of my hand and they went running to him. They jumped on his lap and they threw their arms around him. Their smiles were more animated than I had ever seen before. I stood in amazement. And there he was. Let me repunctuate that. And there he was. I'd expected a jolly old man in a red suit and a white beard. I couldn't look him in the eye. I dropped my packages and fell to the floor. Don't be afraid, my child. I slowly lifted my head to see which one of my children he was talking to. But he was addressing me. Come on, there's room for you. But I'm an adult, I replied. I, I couldn't sit on your lap. Come, my child. Come and talk to me. I hesitantly took my place on his lap next to my children. My oldest spoke first. Jesus, this year for Christmas, I want to tell you about my friend at school. I've told him about you, and he wants to come to church and Sunday school, but his mom won't let him. Will you help his mom understand what it means to talk to you, to worship you, and to live for you, and to sit on your lap? Without skipping a beat, my other daughter went on and on about a missionary in Togo who was sick, and her uncle who had lost his job, and about a nativity set that she'd made in school. My littlest told Jesus about his boo-boo. And then he sang a most moving chorus of Jesus loves me. And tears were streaming down my cheeks when he turned to me. I was next. My mouth went numb. I couldn't speak. But my Lord heard everything every single word that my heart had spoken. And he looked inside my repentant heart and he offered me forgiveness. And to my thankfulness, he responded, 
you're welcome. He recharged my patience and strengthened my faith and adjusted my vision and erased my worries and calmed my fears and dried my tears. Jesus was at the mall today. I sat on his lap. He spoke to me. I gave him all my cares, and he cared for me. And my heart was racing with such vigor that I, I, I woke myself up. I adjusted my eyes to the clock on my nightstand. 4.16 a.m., Christmas Eve, was all a dream. Sitting on his lap in the middle of a mall, it's all a dream. But as the clock on the nightstand made its rounds, I reflected on the reality of it all. Jesus is in the mall. And he is in my house, my office, the kitchen, the car, at the ball game. He is in my heart. He is in the manger. He is on the cross. He is at the entrance to the empty tomb. He is on a hill where he ascended to heaven, having said, remember, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. Remember, remember, remember. Remember his promise. And remember his presence. That's one of the very best things we could do this season. To remember, which means to call it to mind. Remember Jesus' promise that he is with you wherever you are. And he is with you whatever the future might bring. There will be times in our lives when God is just so near, you know? When he's just working in your life, and it's kind of just loud and clear, and you just know in just so many wonderful ways, you know, and you're like, yes, yes. Yes, you know, you could just kind of feel his presence, that, that you're not alone, and he's with you. And, and there are other times, days, seasons, when you feel alone and uncertain about the whole thing. There are times when you Faced with an impossibility, you find yourself asking, How can this be? How can this be? No, no matter what you are going through right now, and no matter what season you find yourself in, these words are for you just as much as they were for the apostles, just as much as they were for Mary. The Lord is with you. 
Lord is with you. In faith, you call to mind. You remember his promise. And you hold on to his presence. And in faith, you can trustingly reply, I know. I know. Nothing is impossible with you, God. I am your servant. May whatever be, be to me as you have said. Do not be afraid. He keeps his promise. Because of Jesus, you have found favor with God. His name is Emmanuel. He is with you. His name is Jesus. And he saves you. And you remember that he is with you always. He is with you right now. He was with you yesterday. He will be with you your whole life. And he will be with you wherever you go, even at the mall. Amen. All right. Andy, will you please close us, lead us in prayer?